Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, been a pretty long time, um, but Casey and I are here to tell you about our time in Laos, China, and Tibet. So yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since we last chatted. Yeah, it's been um, like forty days or something. And really, as Tim just alluded to, we've got a lot to cover. Um, Mm-hmm. I guess first up, we left you in Laos, where we spent about 10 days. We only hit up two spots, yeah. uh, the capital, Vientiane, and Luang Prabang. Luang Prabang. Um, Laos was nice. Uh, we weren't there very long, so we probably didn't get the um, full um, experience, if you will, but uh, it was still nice and uh, definitely a good, good opportunity to have a bit of relax in Luang Prabang. Um, we saw the beautiful waterfalls that I'm no doubt you would have seen some photos that Casey took and po- posted on the blog. Um, they yeah. were pretty spectacular, weren't they? Weren't yeah, they? that was about it, though. I mean, it seems like such a long time ago for us, but uh, the waterfalls were definitely a highlight. Mm. But, um, yeah, we, um, we left Lao on a lovely 24-hour bus ride into China uh, to Kunming, and... Um, that started sort of a month or 35 days that we had in, in China. Yeah, so um, from... Well, we were in Kunming. I mean, it was a pretty relaxed time in Kunming, really. We um, got to go see the Stone Forest. Casey was uh, desperate to see the Stone Forest. All right, all right. I, I've, I've been to Kunming so, before. This, um, this wasn't my first time to China. I'd been to Kunming, and I regretted not going to the stone forest that other tourists had told me about. Yeah. Anyway, so I made it a point that we had to go. It cost too much money. It wasn't yeah. worth it. Tim hasn't let me live it down <laughs> since going. But, look, I'm glad I ticked it off. I'm glad we did something while we were there. Anyway. So the stone yeah. forest we went and saw. It, it was fine, but... Um, we saw that. Um, it was very nice. That was pretty much Kunming in a nutshell. Um, and then we had our first of two 24-hour yes, train rides. Seated train rides. So these, you know, it was pretty much just sitting on a plank of wood, mm. um, which, I mean, it seems all right, but after 24 hours, without anything to lean on or anything like that, you'd go a bit, a bit crazy. It was, it was funny because we got to the end and we were sore, we were stiff, we were complaining. Said we'd never do it again, but lo and behold, about a week later, we, we did, did it again. It, yeah. anyway. But um, they were fun because were fun. Um, yeah. because I guess these, these compartments where the cheapest seats are, you get you get the farmers, as somebody yeah. somebody said. And on one of the occasions, we became the novelty of the train cart when yeah. somebody was able to translate into uh, Chinese and English. Yes. So so everybody crowded around, and it, it was a bit of fun, but uh, very stiff and sore afterwards. Definitely. Um, but we headed to Guilin, which um, we really... it was It's a beautiful town, very small, um, kind of quaint town. Um, but we really only used it as a gateway to Yangshua, where you will see some photos. But it resembles, because it is actually um, inspired, or, well, by the... The, the, the region of Yeshua, yeah. uh, the, the geography inspired Avatar. Avatar, the floating mountains. There we go, I got it out. <laughs> the yeah, floating mountains in Avatar. So, I mean, if you've seen Avatar, you'll probably know what I'm talking about, and you can compare it to the photos, and it's, it is it was pretty amazing. It was breathtaking, really, the way the, the town was situated amongst these huge, yeah. towering limestone, um, I don't know, mountains they were. They were too big to be... Yes. Anything else. But uh, we had a lot of fun there. We spent about five days. Yeah, uh, the cool. highlight was probably day... A day where we um, <coughs> hired a tandem bike and uh, rode ourselves around, which was a lot of fun. Um, we became a spectacle in ourselves because 
we had beards, singlets, two white guys yeah. on a tandem bike was a bit of fun, but uh, uh, it was definitely pretty interesting. And I mean, the the tourist demographic was Chinese, mm. pretty much. So um, it was pretty interesting to see white guys anywhere, anyway. So that was pretty funny. But um, after Yangshu, after a pretty relaxing time there, uh, we headed back to Guilin for a night, um, and then on to Shanghai. Yeah. In Shanghai, we spent uh, five days. It was pretty cruisy. We were getting geared up for a trip to Tibet, which was to follow. But um, we yes. went and saw the sites. We hit up East Nanjing Road and did a bit of shopping, which Shanghai is good for. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing too much. I think we found the elusive dumplings in Shanghai. We'd been searching for ages to find fried dumplings. And it took a long time before we could get them. And uh, Anyway, it was, yeah. it was nice. It was, it was Shanghai, really. Interesting yeah. city. Interesting Metropolis. City. Yeah, it's nice. But, um, I mean, as Casey alluded to, um, the highlight was really the finalisation of the Tibet trip, which had been um, in, um, in, the the, works. in the works, pretty much in an organisational stage for, um, I don't know, weeks, really, since Luang Prabang. Uh, but the main issue really was getting the permits, um, and then there was issue with payments. Um, that was just epic but whatever good old our travel agent debbie made sure we ended up paying so that was all fine but uh so from shanghai we headed to lhasa which is the capital of tibet um and to do this we actually caught a 48 hour train ride now that was interesting within itself really yeah it was fun we took uh two packets of dried noodles Mm -hmm. two bottles of water and two snickers bars if i remember correctly it was pretty shocking our preparation uh we were in the trains it was a sleeper train which was nice but in a in our compartment there were six six beds and we were crammed up to the top so all we had to look at was the ceiling yeah and it was very small space but uh you know what it was fun 48 hours, it could have been worse. The train ride itself was spectacular. Yeah, we got um, up to about 5,000 5, metres above sea level. Um, yeah. So the, the train was actually pressurised at um, part of the journey. So that was definitely interesting. Um, you got a little bit woozy when you went to the toilet and they had a window open. Yeah. Um, and uh, But yeah, but we finally got to Lhasa and uh, you automatically knew you were in Tibet straight away because there was like 10 times the amount of... Uh, police and army Mm. um but we were met by our guide um and we were taken to our hotel and we automatically fell in love with Lhasa pretty quickly oh Lhasa Lhasa's a spectacular city it's surrounded by snow-capped mountains it's quaint people lovely people really lovely people very kind warm Mm. they smile at everything uh I mean, most of Asia has been like that, but this was just just on another level. Yeah, it really was. Um, and we were very fortunate. I mean, we had to get a tour, which was great, and, and our tour was a lot of fun. But Lhasa was very, very beautiful. And it was a good introduction for us to the Tibetan culture and to mm-hmm. see it firsthand, which not many people, I guess, get to do, given the restrictions placed on it by China. Yeah. But um, so we settled in, pretty nice hotel. Um, and I mean, being on a tour, as I'm sure most people would know, everything's organised for you. Which so is it lovely. Just, it just makes life a lot easier. So, which was a new new idea for us at the time, after two months of doing our own thing. Um, but we pretty much saw the sites of Lhasa the first day. Yeah, we had we had three days in Lhasa where yeah. we saw the sites in and around, which mainly consisted of the Patala Palace, which used to be the governing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the Dalai Lama used to live and where the government of Tibet used to reign. And yeah. uh, we saw a lot of temples and monasteries in and around 
Last so, one. I mean, there were so, so many monasteries in the end that, um, I mean, they're all spectacular, but it's really hard to um, differentiate each of them uh, from one another, but um, they were still fantastic and mesmerizing. I mean, uh, I mean, Case even just today was talking about when we were at one particular monastery, uh, when we saw some monks debating. Yeah, monks debating was cool because it's, it's a very, hist- like, it's something that's ingrained in the monk tradition of Tibet and not something that you can see anywhere else really in the world. It's an yeah. age-old tradition basically where they quiz each other um, in a very, I don't know, flamboyant fashion really. There's a lot of hand gestures and clapping and they, and they did it all in this little courtyard mm. and just... So many monks doing it. It was a real spectacle. Yeah. And I quite enjoyed so it. So they're, they're pretty much just quizzing each other on the scripture and, you know, teachings and that kind of thing. So that was very interesting. And it was just nice to see they just seemed happy and uh, that was just their life. And, I mean, I'd never really had the opportunity to see anything like that before. So. No, no, we really got close to them, which, yeah. was, which was great. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so last one was great. Um, but then we moved on to our the second big part of the the journey, which was actually travelling to the Tibetan um, Everest base camp. Which uh, which was cool. I mean, it was one of the main reasons that we chose this this tour. We didn't ever intend on doing it. It was just kind of an option that popped up and we felt we had to grasp it with both hands. But yeah. uh, we, it was a three-day journey almost to get there and a <laughs> uh, two-day journey back. It was a lot of driving on a bus and a we arrived roads, at yeah. places after midnight. It was a, it was a long journey. The scenery was... Oh my god, spectacular. Spectacular. Um, You become numb to it after a while, but every time you look out the window, you just have to take a breath. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, And so you could see the little uh, Tibetan nomadic villages and stuff, and they're herding their animals. It was was very cute, but I guess we were praying the entire time that the weather would be nice and that we would be able to see Everest, um, which lo and behold we were. Whichever god you prayed to, it's... uh... It worked. So the the weather was absolutely phenomenal on the day. Um, well, I mean, we got to see Everest for two days, but um, it was phenomenal for both. Um, so that was amazing. So, I mean, we've... And not many people can say they've seen Everest from the Tibetan side no, either. That's true. So that we are pretty proud of. But, I mean, we then returned back to Lhasa slowly. I mean, so many fantastic things happen. It's a bit hard to explain them all to you now in such a quick podcast but um i mean it was phenomenal it was a a life experience that you know i don't think either of us will ever forget and Mm. hopefully cherish it's highly recommended actually if anybody's keen to go ask us because uh it was something i'll never never forget it was fantastic but uh yeah we we left lhasa after our tour yeah and uh another 20 uh, 48 hour train journey but this time to beijing 40 hours 44 something something excessive yeah yeah. it was a bit nicer though this time um, just the, the way the time worked out, we got on at, at like in the late afternoon and then we got off in the, morning. in the morning the next two days. So we only had one day to wait really. So that was a bit interesting, but nice enough. But we arrived in Beijing um, and oh, I mean, in Beijing, we were hoping to organize Kazakhstani visas, which didn't happen. But our main goal really was to get from Beijing to Mongolia. Now, um, I mean, after there was a few issues, but finally we ended up that the best option for us would be to get to the border town, Erlian, um, in China, and then cross over. 
But uh, so in Beijing, I mean, we saw Tiananmen Square. Um, I went to saw the Forbidden City. I mean, you'd seen, seen the Forbidden City before. We checked out yeah. the Chinese Museum. That was pretty nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um, what else did we do? I mean, Beijing's Beijing's a nice city. I mean, I, I'm a, I'd probably prefer Shanghai, actually, but um, yeah, Beijing's more Beijing cultural. was nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I've been there a couple of times before, and uh, so I guess we were just kind of relaxing, especially after last night, after that bloody train ride, yeah. and uh, getting geared up for what was to be quite a strenuous border crossing. Yeah. But uh, we caught, we decided that the cheapest option was to actually uh, train to the border town of Erlion, which yeah. we did successfully, yeah. and then... Um, I oh, know, things started to go yeah. astray. Well, we stayed a night in Elian, which um, I mean, within itself was pretty interesting. Um, we woke up pretty happy that we had everything yeah. uh, in our possession still. <laughs> um, then we met up with a um, Dutch couple who were trying to cross the, cross the border as well. Yeah. They, uh, We found out that you could only cross by vehicle. So we walked to the border, where, like the furthest point you could walk, um, ended up hiring... Oh, a guy offered us a price, we jumped in his car, but then the car didn't move, <laughs> didn't go anywhere. So we were wondering what was happening. We were waiting inevitably for another car, which we jumped into. And um, when we were in that car, it was let through the first checkpoint, but turned back at the second, uh, which we had no idea what was going on by this point. Yeah, we had no idea what was going on the whole time, really. We were just doing what people told us, and the yeah. car got turned around, and then yeah. we're pretty sure bribes got paid, and we managed to get the car to the border. Whatever. We got yeah. out of the car. We went and uh, crossed the border. Oh, we left China. Yes. Um, we got the passport stamped and everything, and then expected our car to pick us up on the other side. And after 45 minutes, we figured he wasn't coming. He'd left us. So, um... We hitched our first ride. We hitched our first ride, which really turned it out to be a taxi because we ended up having to pay them to take us to the following city anyway. Well, it was it was we hitched a ride to the next border point yeah. to, to enter Mongolia, and then and then the driver offered yeah. to take us on for a charge. Imagine a Soviet-style jeep with nine people in the jeep, and, and then and our bags. packs and bags, and then our packs unsecured on the bonnet. Now that made it very interesting since the, most of the roads were dirt, and we were worried that our bags were going to go everywhere. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Yeah. So oh no, it was an interesting car ride. Yeah. It was a nice introduction to Mongolia, me sitting on Tim's lap, getting my <laughs> banging my head on the top, my side against yeah. the uh, side of the car. It was, it was a bit of fun. And uh, But we got into Mongolia and then we then we managed to get into the town of Zamin Ud. So it's just, a, it's, if you th- imagine a desert with maybe 20 buildings randomly placed, that is Zamin Ud. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, desert, every direction you look, it, it is not the nicest town you can think of. But we got in line for... Um, a train, t- a train. We know there was a train ticket yeah. leaving at five thirty. Five thirty every day to Umbatar, and we got there at about two o'clock. Two o'clock. Casey jumped in line. Yeah. Um, waited, waited, waited. Did not move for a good two hours. There was no one serving anybody. Um, eventually, um, I jumped in another line with one of our Dutch friends, and we eventually got to the front, and all we were told that. There were no more tickets, and we couldn't buy tickets for the next day. So that started to paint a real picture um, for what we thought Mongolia was going to be like. Now, it was also tough. It was just chaos. Like, there were police running the lines. It was just... It was a great introduction to how uh, <coughs> how the Mongols queue. Um, yeah. There's there's no real order. People push and shove and everything. I was sandwiched between two little Mongolian yeah. women 
who felt like Mongolian wrestlers for two hours. They kept pushing and shoving. And These people are very well trained in pushing and shoving, evidently. I got pushed by, like, the tiniest woman, you know, yeah. big guy. I, I think we're going to need to get a bit more aggressive yeah. when it comes to our next ticket purchase. But um, yeah. anyway, we spent the night there. Yeah. Um, again, thankful when we woke up that our bags were still there. Yes. You know, it's just one of those... One of those places, and we got in line at 7 o'clock in the morning. We arrived, and there were already about 100, 200 people in queues for yeah, tickets. So there were four police officers there. Yeah, actually monitoring the monitoring lines. Monitoring the lines, nice. so that was all right. We, anyway, we finally got tickets. We got, got on to the spend train. our day. Spent the, spent the, um, got on the train that night and in arrived in Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia, the following day. Now, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday. So um, Ulaanbaatar is an interesting place, um, to say the least. Um, we are looking forward to getting out, but unfortunately we have to stay here to get visas for Kazakhstan at this point in time, and we also have to work out how we're getting there. Um, a little story from today, Casey and I were walking around, um, I happened to feel something in my pocket, uh, reached down, ripped a hand out of my pocket, luckily nothing was in the, in the hand, pulled, turned around, shocked, some guys shouting at me, abusing me. I was a uh, a target for a petty crime, which did not happen. But I mean, I must admit, I was a little bit shaken for sure. Um, luckily, Casey kept an eye on the guy. I mean, we didn't really know what to do, but I think we did the best thing and walked off in another direction back towards uh, a main street. Um, but it is definitely not helping with our opinion of Mongolia thus far. It was a bit of a crude shock. By everything that we've heard, um, Ulaanbaatar is not a safe place, nor is it, it, it a nice place. Other tourists have told yeah. us to leave as possible, as soon That's as possible, possible. Uh, which we do intend on doing after our visas. And Tim also looked up. It's the pickpocket capital of the world sort of yeah. thing. So, And there's signs everywhere on our hotel, like, don't be out after midnight. So, yeah, so we're, we're pretty keen to leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see how it goes. But as I said, our next destination is Kazakhstan. How we get there is completely undetermined thus far. We've got some pretty exciting things planned for the next few months, though. Um, it's written right down at the bottom of the blog. Um, but, I mean, that's a pretty good sum-up of everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you have any other questions for us, feel free to ask on Facebook. We now have full access. Yeah, now that we're out of China, yeah, that's that's why the blog took so long. We couldn't access it in China. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're alive. We're well. We, we still have all our stuff, despite Mongolia's best efforts. Yep, so far. Uh, so far. So, um, um, but we're hopefully organising a tour here sooner to go into the desert or something. Um, check maybe riding horses. We don't know. But... Oh. Um, better give a shout out to everyone back home. Happy Mother's Day to yeah. all the mothers that are listening to this That's and right. to our mothers, definitely. Yep. Um, but uh, we hope everyone's well and your adventures are going just as well as ours. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we won't leave the next podcast so long, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll yeah. be in touch and I um, hope everyone's well. <laughs>